Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining us on the Seeking the Bridge podcast. So many of you are asking, what is this podcast about? So this podcast is about Wing Chun Kung Fu. For those unfamiliar with Kung Fu, or in Cantonese, uh, the G, Kung Fu, it's a collection of hundreds of martial arts uh, from ranging styles all over China. In, in terms of Wing Chun Kung Fu, the reason we, we chose Seeking the Bridge was that the second set is called Chum Q, which is in English translation, Seeking the Bridge. That would be a great pickoff because since we're all based in San Francisco, we've got the Golden Gate Bridge here going. So might as well seek the bridge here. Why not? We're mainly going to focus on the Leongsan lineage, which is the one that our schools are part of. So we'll be interviewing various teachers amongst the lineage. And then we'll also be going through stories about our travels and interaction with some of the teachers who couldn't make it to the podcast or who are no longer with us. And we're also going to break down the Wing Chun theory, kind of things that we follow, that we like to strive for. We're going to start in the intro with Sifu Francister. Go ahead, Francis. Why don't you tell us about yourself? All right. Thanks, Wilson. Okay. So my name is Francister. I'm a native San Franciscan and raised in San Jose. Uh, my father is Sifu Bender. He's the founder of uh, San Jose Wing Chun. And, uh, you know, how he started is basically he would teach uh, all of his kids, all six of us, uh, Wing Chun when each of us turned 12 years old. So... I started Wing Chun in 1980 in San Jose. Uh, it was like pretty much like backyard training. And that was the, the San Jose Wing Chun school was in my backyard for the longest time. I continued my training a lot with my brothers, you know, basically because we really didn't have a choice. My dad said, when you turn 12, you guys are going to start. So we started. Uh, but, you know, I really enjoyed uh, what Wing Chun teaches, you know, things about efficiency, body mechanics and how it could help into other areas outside of uh, life of martial arts. So I thought it's very beneficial. So I really enjoyed learning it despite having been kind of uh, learning it without a choice. Um, but after I moved back to San Francisco, um, and my father encouraged me to teach Wing Chun. And he wanted me to teach because, you know, I could dive deeper into Wing Chun. And so I started teaching in San Francisco in 1996. I took four years off to go to law school and business school at the University of San Francisco. But ultimately, I, I taught for about 20 years, and I'm still teaching in San Francisco. And I just began teaching my daughter in uh, 2016, and when she turned eight. So, uh, you know, this will be the third generation of the Wing Chun uh, family. So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, Wilson? Sure. I was born and raised in San Francisco. And as a kid, similar to you know, yourself following the generation of, of Kung Fu in your family, I kind of wanted to follow my grandfather, who was a very good Charlie Fa teacher. So I, I studied at the local San Francisco Kung Fu school everyone went to, Tap Mao Wong Charlie Fa School, uh, off of, I believe, by the Presidio Middle School back then, off of Clement Street in San Francisco. Um, but then in college, I, I learned some Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu from Sensei Mitchell Palacio at City College of San Francisco. And that's about as, a, as far as I got in terms of martial arts training. It wasn't until about uh, February of 2011, I discovered that there was a Wing Chun school, 10, 10 or so city blocks from San Jose State, where I was going to school at the time. And I wandered into the Saturday uh, class at the San Jose Wing Chun School. It turns out that day was also Sifu Bender's 70th birthday. And while he was teaching me soon, though, he goes, hey, by the way, it's my birthday today. Uh, we have some spots open. You want to come by and check it out? And I 
don't ever do too many Chinese custom stuff. So this is finally the first times I did uh, a, a real Chinese big birthday party. Um, got, I was hooked, completely sold. I went in there, there, there were firecrackers going, there were uh, line dancers, and I'm like, wow, they got scrolls everywhere. I'm like, this is, this is, this is cool. So then after that, I pretty much joined school from, from that moment on. And you can see that there's a video on my YouTube channel that if you search for Sifu Bender's 70th birthday, it's, it's pretty crazy. And uh, I believe that restaurant right now is, is no longer as big as it used to be. They, they rented part of the space to startups. Uh, but going back to that, uh, I, and then to continue my family's Kung Fu, I decided to just keep doing Wing Chun, even though it's not totally fun. But I found a great teacher in, in Sifu Ben. I've been there for about nine years now. And I would travel mostly between SF because my family's here in San Jose in the, in the South Bay when I went to school and I, I worked out there. But these days I'm mostly around San Francisco Wing Chun, which is uh, Sifu Francis Durr School. Um, and Sifu Ben also encouraged me to travel the world whenever I had work projects and for, for fun. It encouraged me to, to visit for teachers and schools. Uh, in other episodes, we'll, we'll talk more about that. Francis, why don't you go back and give us a good intro about your dad, who's going to be our first guest for the pilot episode. Okay, great, thanks. So uh, Sufu Bender, my father, uh, founded San Jose Wing Chun in 1972. When he lived in uh, Hong Kong, uh, he attended St. Francis Xavier College, which is a high school uh, in Hong Kong that's a very well-known high school. And, you know, he had uh, classmates that had that will would become Wing Chun dignitaries, you know, such as Hawkins Cho, Bruce Lee. You know, these were his his high school classmates. During his high school years, he learned from Yip Man along with Hawkins and Bruce. Uh, he moved to the United States in the early 1960s, and by the late 1960s, my father was teaching Wing Chun in San Francisco. Uh, he met Sifu Kenneth Chung Zhong Man Lin is his name his name in Chinese in 1968. And uh, Sifu Ken was a, a dedicated student of Leung Seung, who was Yip Man's first student in Hong Kong. So when my dad met Sifu Ken, he encouraged Ken to teach because he thought very highly of his hands and he felt that he had much to learn from Sifu Ken. So Sifu Ken's first students in the United States included Sifu Ben, Sidney Wong, Eddie Chung, amongst others. My father continued to teach at the San Francisco Bush Street location before moving to San Jose in the early 1970s. He's been teaching at uh, his student's home, Stephen Sandy Wong, since around 1980 in the San Jose, Japan town uh, location for, for almost 40 years now. And to date, you know, he's taught thousands of students. My father's, you know, favorite hobby is doing Pun Sao, which is a Wing Chun exercise with the students until he tires them out. So with that being said, um, let's, let's get into our discussions with Sifu Bender. And my first question to him is, that how did you get started in Wing Chun? When I started Wing Chun, because during that time I was eight, you know, uh, almost 18 years old, I like it because all my friends uh, go to Yip Man's place. The reason I go there because of, uh, you know, like uh, during that time in high school, you know, so all of us, you know, like to get together and then some of my friends doing other style and then most of my friends go to, you know, uh, immense place. That's why uh, how I, that was the time I started Wing Chun. 
So Sifu Ben, I had a question. When you went to school, you went to the, the they called it a college, right? What was the name of the school called? Yeah, the, the school name is uh, St. Francis Xavier College. And is uh, located in Kowloon. Okay, that school had a lot of teachers come out there. I remember you went to the school, I believe, with, with Bruce Lee, Hawkins Chung, uh, the Lacey brothers of the Choli Fut, uh, Huxing. The, yes. Is that correct? Yes, because the, that school is a, a Catholic school. And then uh, in the school, there were a lot of uh, uh, mixed kids, you know, like people from uh, uh, Portugal, you know, like from Macau, so that uh, it's mainly on English, you know, English school. During that time, you know, like all of my friends, you know, really like, you know, that kind of uh, activity. And that's why, you know, I like to join with them. That's pretty cool. So when you when you first started with uh, Yip Man, how long were you there for? Actually, I was in Yip Man from uh, December. Is less than you know less than four months. It's very very short time. That's why you know like I don't even consider he he is my real real Wing Chun Sifu. That's why I never tell people. Oh, my real Sifu is. Yeah, man, you know, even though I, I pay him, you know, for you know, a couple of months and three months like that. Since I like it so much, when I came to America, you know, I, I continue working out and then do what I, whatever I learned, you know, until I met Sifu Ken. Well, before you met Sifu Ken, let's, let's go over that a little bit. Uh, you did go to class in, in regular school with Hawkins and Bruce Lee were in your class as well, right? Yes, that's right. In Hong Kong that time, I was kind of spoiled. We also have a, a pretty big area for all the kids you know, get together after school. There are about at least six or seven kids come to my house every day after school. And then some of us, we want to play practice Kung Fu. And some of uh, my friends like to do the new dance, you know, to learn the dance. And some of my friends like to play cards, I, you know, because my dad is in America. My mom, you know, just let me, let us do whatever we want as long as I don't make trouble. <laughs> That's the whole idea. Hawkins and Bruce Lee, you know, occasionally they come to my house and then we play together too. Did you guys have dancing stuff in your, in your house as well with, with Cha-Cha, with Bruce Lee? and? Yes, because in 1959, Cha-Cha... Cha-Cha-Cha is very popular, you know, updated for teenagers. So uh, we are considered pretty, you know, update kids in, in that area, you know. So uh, since I have a big area in my, uh, in my house, every Saturday or, you know, sometimes uh, Christmas evening, uh, Christmas time, New Year's Eve, and then, you know, we have a party in my house. I still remember one time when my, uh, my mom sold the house, we tear up all the room and then I, uh, the big you know, hallway, you know, and then uh, I have about 40, 40 people come to my house, a lot of uh, girls and then Bruce Lee and uh, Hawkins. I think at that time Bruce Lee brought uh, William Chung to my house too, you know, and then uh, we do the dancing and then those girls go crazy on, on, on Bruce Lee <laughs> because he danced very good. 
that also back that you came actually when you came to the U.S. you came to San Francisco first, right? Right. Once I get approved to come to America, you know, I I came to America to to stay, and then uh, Bruce Lee also find out that oh uh, Ben, you go to go to San Francisco. Me too, you know. And then uh, we find out we were both uh, very happy because we all you know get together to another country. And then we know each other already, you know, so we both are very excited. Actually, Bruce Lee left Hong Kong end of March. And then I left Hong Kong beginning of April. But I arrived US, uh, USA before he did because I took the brain. <laughs> <laughs> you guys actually meet up when you were back in San Francisco? Do you guys get a chance to see each other? Yes. When he first came to America, uh, and then we both live on Jackson Street. He called me when he when he arrived, right? I went down there. The first thing Bruce Lee told me, hey Ben, in America, those guys, they don't fight. They, they don't fight like the way we do. They use guns. <laughs> <laughs> so you know like anyway, you know, like uh, he brought me to his apartment, which is on uh, six five four Jackson Street, you know, on the second floor. He introduced me his uh, godfather, which is his name is Guan Geng Hong. And then during that time, uh, he showed me the uh, uh, the picture he drew, and then like also you know like uh, and he showed me the the qi shao and I mean some of the technique and things like that. He and I worked uh, do the qi shao in in his room right next to the bed every time when he do something. My body was thrown on the on the bed, <laughs> so that I never forget that. Isn't there another time where you said he he did a kick almost by your ear? Oh yeah, yeah. Because and then he told me that uh, hey Ben, just stand still, don't move. Then I I stand like this, and then suddenly he was you know in the room is very tight, right? So you know like uh, so uh, he was standing in front of me, and then. I just, he said, make sure your head do not move. I just stand like this. And suddenly he brought his foot, touched my right ear without you know, hurting me. But just, I feel, you know, his leg touched my ear. I mean, that time he was only 18 years old. So, you know, you can see his hand, his leg was so accurate and fast, you know. So I was very uh, impressed that time. Was that the one of the last times you guys saw each other before you moved to Seattle? Uh, after after that time, I, I, I hang around with him a couple more times. And then my father wanted me to uh, go to Florida to uh, go to school there to live with him. And then from then on, you know, I moved to Florida and, you know, and then we, we never have a contact. Until when I come back to USA, to San Francisco, I went to his house. And then his uh, godfather told me, oh, uh, Bruce uh, went to Seattle already. So from then on, we, I lost contact. Mm, okay. But then when you were in San Francisco, before you met Sifu Ken, you also worked out with other teachers too, right? One of which, yeah. um, you remember you yeah. mentioned uh, Quentin Fong? Uh-huh. Well, uh, the whole idea is like this. You know, like, uh, because I like Wing Chun so much, when I was in, uh, in Tampa, Florida, I was the only Chinese kid in the whole school. So, you know, I was so boring every day after, after school, you know. 
during that time, you know, my father owned a you know a laundry, and they have an old-fashioned pole. They could swing around. He used the pole to iron the the collar of the you know, you know for those uh, uh, ministers. Then the the pole is about uh, about this size, and then like uh, every day, I myself because uh, my dad is about a lot older than me. You know, we have nothing in common. So he was watching the listening radio, do her stuff, and I, I have nothing to do every day. I, I train myself. I face the clock. I put the paper on on the desk. Okay, uh, I do the punch. You know, one minute, how many times? And then and then like after I write down on the on the on the chart, and then like every day I I do the punch, and I see how many times I could do in one minute. And also, I could do the like standing with one foot, you know, like this. See how long I could stand without, you know, drop my leg down, you know. Because my dad had the the wood that could swing around. I used that wood to do the got something, you know, to hit the hit the, the, the thing every time when the thing is moving, you know. And then I hit the balls out and then do this. I've been doing this almost every day for half a year because you know nothing to do with it. During that time, because uh, the you know we don't have the the video the you know thing that popular, so all all I care is try to look for the postman. I see any new and any letter from my friend from Hong Kong, you know that's it. And then like uh, until 1961, I went back to San Francisco. And then I look for Bruce Lee, and then I, you know, I can't find him. After that, I still training every day by myself. Until one day, you know, that time I work in Fong uh, Fong Cafe uh, as a part time. A Filipino guy come to the store, and because he delivered the the donut from the main store, suddenly he was doing the first session inside the the, the the store, you know, on the corner. I said, wow, this guy know Wing Chun, you know, like that. So I, right away, you know, I go to ask him, hey, you know, where did you learn this? So, you know, the guy, oh, I learned it from uh, the grandson, you know, the owner's grandson. His name is Larry Fong. I know that uh, his grandson don't come to the store that often. Finally, one night, I saw him come in. Then I grabbed him. Hey, you know, you do you know Wing Chun? Oh, yeah, you know, the guy uh, in the main store, he teach me that. I, I'm working in a branch, uh, which is on Stockton Street. Main store is on Grand Avenue. So I found out the place in uh, Grand Avenue, the main store. I said, uh, what's the guy's name? Oh, the guy's name uh, is Ho, Felix Ho. After get, I get off, right away, I, I dashed down to the main store in the basement. And then I saw the, the guys, you know, making the cake. And then I said, hey, uh, are you, are you Felix? I said, yes. Oh, you, do you know Wing Chun? Oh, yeah. And then I found out that he was also in, come from St. Francis Xavier College too. And then we, you know, and then the, the person, you know, all the group I hang around in Hong Kong, is, it was his classmate. Suppose I'm in the 11th grade, right? I hang around with the, the kid in 12th grade. And then he, uh, he uh, Bruce Lee and, uh, and Felix Ho was in 12th grade. And then like, because Felix, you know, did not hang around with our group, 
That's why I do not know him in advance. You know? mm. So once we found out in the same school, you know, same time too, and then we were so happy. And, and um, right away in the basement, and then he and I do the chisel. And then we were both so excited after that, you know. And then he also told me, I have uh, uh, you know, Larry, you know, that means that the grandson of the phone phone, uh, we, we work out every Friday. You want to join us? I said, yes, why not? So, you know, where they are, uh, the place they, they, uh, we used to train, it was at 880 Pacific Avenue. That's the owner of the, the phone phone. So, you know, like we go there every Friday in the basement and we work out. After we work out for, for almost a year, year and a half, Every, every Friday we do cheese out and then at uh, that time, you know, we kill each other. We hit and then the, uh, because uh, that time he, he already know the beauty, but he doesn't know the job. He teach me the beauty a little bit and then we, we work on the set and then we put the uh, cheese out. Uh, a lot of the time we, we hit pretty hard too. You know? One time I, I was doing the cheese out with him and suddenly I saw his shirt was all a lot of blood in here. And I realized that because you know, like, he was using the beauty on my, on my, on my mouth, it, it cut his finger. <laughs> so the blood <laughs> over and then, and then like that. After a while, we both get a little bit frustrated because uh, we do not know footwork. We always think about, oh, the hand is very good. I have comfortable about the hand but I do not have confidence people kicking me. So we both kind of frustrated. And then we end up, okay, how about we discuss? We want to learn other style to use, combine the Wing Chun with hand and other style footwork. During that time, he met a guy called uh, Brandon Lai. Brandon Lai, he was in uh, 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 Prey Mantis in, uh, in San Francisco. But Brandon Lai and him, he told him, hey, you know, I have a top, top Si Heng from Hong Kong for Jing Mo. His name is uh, uh, Peter Kong. He's willing to teach us the uh, uh, Northern style prey mantis. And then Felix asked me if I want to join. Yeah, I like to. The problem is, you know, the guy teaching in Oakland. So I do not have the, the car. So I, I cannot go there. So instead, uh, Felix go to learn from him. But during the meantime, you know, I met Quinton Fong. Quinton Fong, you know, is in White Crane. So, you know, like, uh, so we, he and I, we get together and then we both, you know, like martial arts. And then, because I thought, I hey, Quinton, I want to learn from you, you know, like that, you know. And then during that time, uh, Quinton uh, said, oh, I don't know, you know, I said, come on. Get, let, I help you find some guys and get the class. So during that time, I find um, uh, you know uh, Melvin and uh, two uh, John Wong and uh, and some some the old guys go go to learn from uh, Quinton. After I learned from Quinton for four or five months, one time we just fool around a little bit. And I find out that it's not it's not you know, I, I I like Wing Chun better. So I just. Told Quinn, uh, I, I better stick to Wing Chun because uh, it's too much in a uh, contract. So uh, after I quit with him, you know, and then I still practice myself. 
until I met Kenneth Chong. That was in 1968. Once I learned from him, when Kenneth Chong came to USA the second day, he asked his uh, relative. His, his relative was my uh, very good friend. We, we both uh, used to uh, go to city college before. His relatives are called Howard Wong. I used to work at the Shanghai uh, uh, restaurant as a waiter at that time. And then he came, came to the restaurant. Hey, Ben, you know, do you, uh, you like to, uh, you, you like to meet a Wing Chun guy? I said, yeah, why not? You know, I, I have a guy that really like Wing Chun. He went, I, I like to introduce you to him. I said, okay, when? Oh, we, we go to the next store in Jackson Cafe. Right after you get off, you come next door and then we, we go there and, and talk. So uh, right away, I get off as a waiter and then I go next door to, to Jackson Cafe. He, then he, Howard introduced me to Ken. And then right once he introduced me, we start talking about Wing Chun. And then Howard was just watching us talk for a whole hour. <laughs> it was very boring. So, so uh, right after that, you know, like next day, Right after the next day, I, I took Ken to uh, drive around San Francisco and then I uh, introduced him, you know, I, I introduced him, uh, one of the, the Wing Chun guy, you know, I, I met uh, in uh, Chinatown. Uh, his name is John Ning. So, you know, John Ning, uh, he claimed that he learned from Yip Man too, but uh, we, we don't know, you know, someone introduced me to him, you know. But John Ning, you know, like, uh, was working in the in the uh, the tailor shop, that tailor shop was owned by uh, like the real estate guy called uh, Jack Chin, I think. And then uh, when we go there, and then uh, I I introduced Ken to to uh, to Johnny. We just start talking less than five minutes, and then uh, Ken said, "Hey Ben, don't let's don't talk. Let's up and let's touch hand, you know." So we were inside the the, the, the store. I, I do the I do the cheese out with uh, uh with Ken. I doing my I was doing my best, including the the, the technique Bruce Lee sorry that I I get the guy all the time. He still don't cannot do any anything, and then he was um, throwing me like back and forth like a yo yo, you know. So I said, hey, that's it. I don't want to talk nothing. I want to learn from you, you know. And then right after that, I can ask, ask John, hey, John, how about let's do something? And then, oh, no, no, that's okay, that's okay. <laughs> so from then on, you know. So uh, that time I was living on Bush Street. Actually, before I learned from Ken, me and John teaching about three or four guys in Wing Chun in my, uh, in this, in my house, you know. I, I told all those guys, hey, my Wing Chun is no good, but... Uh, and all those guys say, hey, Wing Chun, uh, your Wing Chun no good. A little is better than nothing. Okay, if you say that, then I, I, I do my best to show those guys, right? And then all the, all the guys in the group, I bring the whole thing to Ken. So that's we start a, a, a class right away. So the, all, one of those guys called Sidney Wong, I think you guys met before. Yeah. Yeah, he was, uh, he was uh, one, of, one, of my, one of my guys, yeah. So we, we all go to learn from Ken from uh, 1968, I think end of 1968, all the way until 1970, 1972. 
1972, uh, that time I, I learned it from Ken. And then like, uh, Ken also have a different class in, have a, you know, a class in San Jose State at that time. He know that I was going to move to San Francisco to San Jose. And then when I moved to San Jose, and then Ken told me, hey, man, this is good. You, know, you, you take over my class. I'm not going to teach it here no more. So, you know, like Ken uh, get married and then he, he went to Hong Kong afterward. And then like, I went, that's the time I officially, you know, teaching in San Jose State, 1972. Because uh, Ken went to Hong Kong to learn from himself. And then because his wife is in here, he could always go back yeah, every, every, uh, every year or maybe every other year, he come back to the USA for some time and go back to Hong Kong again. So every time when they come back, he show me the new move, you know, whatever he, he, he learned and what he feel, he show me. That means, you know, like, uh, as far as I'm concerned, you know, like, I'm the one has the most benefit learning from Ken from his uh, early time. And even though now, even though we get together, we still talk about the hand and that's why, you know, like, Whatever he, he know, he want to share with me. So that means, you know, I would feel all this thing, you know, we have very, very lucky, completely in Leung Siung lineage. That's why, you know, like, I never mentioned about Yip Man because, you know, I'm 100%, you know, under Leung Siung lineage. You were in Hong Kong too, right? You met Leung Siung one time? Yes, you know, in 19, uh, 1976. Actually, before 19, 1976, we planned to, to ask Leung to come over to USA for a seminar. But uh, somehow at that time, he, his body is not feeling too well. He, he did not come. But uh, we already you know, all, you know, tried to get the uh, set up and flea market and try to get some money already. You know. Too bad he, he, he did not come. But uh, in 1976, I went to Hong Kong. And then uh, Ken took me to uh, Nathan Rowe, you know, to Lengxiang's uh, studio. And then when I go up there, you know, uh, you know he Lengxiang talked to me very, very nice, very friendly. And then we talk about the old day a little bit, you know, like that. As far as uh, for uh, Lengxiang, you know, he, even though short time I met with him, but uh, so far, I mean, it seems that, you know, he and I get along really well, just like, and I myself. Uh, he helped out uh, picking out some jongs for you in the school. The the jong, yeah, that's right. Because of uh, you know like uh, when 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 I when I go Hong Kong, you know like I ask Ken, you know, hey Ken, uh, you ask them to help us to bring some jong, and then so you know he. Asked uh, somebody, he, his friend, to make the three jongs, ship it to me. I think uh, right, right, uh, right now, Francis has one, Steve Wong has one, and uh, Adrian has one. We only have three jongs you know, directly from Leung Sheng. Leung Sheng told Ken, this jong is, uh, he's the one uh, making you know, like, the old jong from uh, Yip Man, something like that. So then the one in uh, Si Wong school, is that his original one? 
Yeah, Steve Wong and uh, Francis one is the original one. Okay. Oh, I mean, uh, Siu Wong. Sorry, Siu Wong in Los Angeles. His jong is, uh, is that the low? So jong with the tiny arms? Uh, that one, uh, according to Siu Wong, yes. But uh, I, you know, I, I have no idea. Okay. Yeah. This is just part one for today. Uh, we'll continue with part two on our next podcast. Uh, thank you, everyone, for listening and subscribing to the podcast. Okay. That's uh, pretty good. We'll come back. Uh, we'll finish this for a part two because this is this is way too long, way too short, actually, for Sifu Ben to go through these stories with us. Tune back in next time, and we'll give you more information on this. Thanks again. Okay, thank you. Thank you.